welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting services, and now business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. I'm honored today to introduce the CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. and co-host of Strategic Insights Radio, Vlad Ruse. Vlad is a serial entrepreneur who currently owns four companies ranging in age from two to seven years old with net revenues of $250,000 to over $6 million. I'd also like to introduce our guest today, Quentin Moses from Health Markets. Quentin is originally from Atlantic City, New Jersey. He started his career in 1980 working on Wall Street for companies such as Merrill Lynch, Lehman Brothers, D.H. Blair, Rich and Company, and AmeriCorp Securities. After leaving Wall Street, Quinton has spent the better part of the last 10 years as an independent agent with Health Markets. He's a proud member of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce for the past three years and the Peachtree Corners Business Association for the past two years. Besides the fact that he loves to hike, Quinton also loves to learn. This year alone, he completed courses in health informatics at Georgia Tech, Tibetan Buddhist med- uh, meditation, and the modern world at the University of Virginia, and exploring your microbiome at the University of Colorado Boulder. Today's Strategic Insights Radio will discuss what you need to understand about individual insurance for people under 65 and for those over 65. This topic comes at a time when many employers and uh, employees have moved away, or employers actually, have moved away from providing insurance as a benefit, and the individual is now responsible for obtaining their own policies. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Quentin, for being on our show today. Oh, thanks for having me. So as our listeners know, I'm an entrepreneur, which means that this topic has always been something that I've had to deal with, both from a personal and from being an employer side. It directly affects both my business and my family because I don't rely on another business uh, to provide health insurance. And uh, on a business standpoint, I have to make a determination what I'm going to provide to my employees and if I'm going to provide anything to my employees and my staff. And uh, you know what benefits uh, they're going to receive in order to you know make sure that they stay with the company, that they stay healthy, and that they stay happy employees. So first, I want to say thank you uh, to Quinn on a personal note. He's uh, helped me set up my insurance and uh, been a great resource uh, for that. It's been great both for myself and my family. So uh, let's dive uh, right in. So Quinn, can you explain to our listeners? a little bit about the individual health insurance market. Okay. There's basically, there's two types of health insurance. There's group insurance, which about 80% of the people in the country have. If they have it, they really don't have to think about it. For the most part, they're paying ooh, 50% or the, their employer is paying 50% or more for their plan. So you don't have to think about the individual market. But for those of us who are self-employed and have to get our own individual plans, the rules have changed a bit in the past few years, and it's made it better for people who have pre-existing conditions. So in the old days, they could decline you if you had pre-existing condition, things like diabetes, things like heart disease, things like cancer. They can't do that anymore, so it makes it easier for those who want to go out and become their own bosses to go out and not have to worry about health insurance. Yeah, definitely. And um, I know from a personal standpoint, I've dealt with both setting up corporate policies 
briefly being in corporate and having insurance from the employer. And, uh, and of course, now with the Affordable Care Act, which went into effect January of 2015, there's been a lot of changes, including, you know, overall a, a decrease of nearly 9 million people who were previously uninsured in 2014, you know, that where that number was, is still close to 32 million uh, non-elderly Americans uh, who are not insured the year before. So obviously that's had a bit, big impact on a large number of people. Yeah, there were t- two parts of the Affordable Care Act. Uh, one was the expansion of Medicaid, which impacted a, a, a huge number of people. Some states expanded it, some states didn't expand it, Georgia didn't expand it, but everybody could get it. Uh, at a certain income level, you could you can get help to pay for your health insurance to make it affordable, which is a big benefit to a lot of business owners who are, who are just starting out because things can be a little tight and they need help. And uh, you don't want to have to think about your health insurance when you're running your business. And um, now from a standpoint of looking at the different plans, and I know there's a couple of different things now when people are in, in the market shopping for an insurance plan. And obviously there's some plans that are qualified plans and some that are not qualified plans. And what's kind of the difference between those two? Oh, this is a, this is a big deal, and it's going to change even more over the next year. Qualified plans are plans that cover you no matter what your your health is. It also has to provide things you would expect to get on your group plan, like maternity, mental health, substance abuse, and if you don't have a qualified plan then you end up having to pay a penalty for not having one. Insurance is a pretty simple business. It's the law of large numbers. Most of us are not in the hospital consuming large amounts of health care, but if we end up in the hospital, we usually are consuming large amounts of health care. So everybody has to pay into the system. Non-qualified plans don't include all of this, so they tend to be less in price. There are a lot of non-qualified plans floating around in the marketplace right now, and people are, you know, short-term plans. Short-term plans are things like maybe you started a job and your group doesn't kick in for three months. So you need something to tide you over. That's what short-term was designed to do. You can be declined if you have a pre-existing condition, so it's not guaranteed issue. But some of these short-term plans or non-qualified plans have actually been extended uh, up to 12 months in Georgia. Right now, the government is saying, well, we don't want you to do that because you're paying a lot less and you need to get a qualified plan so that it can bring everybody's premiums down. It's kind of forcing premiums up. Be aware uh, that if you have a non-qualified plan, uh, it you know you want to take it as long as you can because uh, if you get sick while you have it, they won't renew it and you'll need to get a qualified plan. So, so does that mean if somebody has a non-qualified plan, because obviously now with the Affordable Care Act, you get a penalty if you don't have health insurance. Yes. So if you have no health insurance, you pay you pay a penalty. If you have a non-qualified plan, you pay a penalty also. That's why it's called non-qualified. And I try and tell people, you know, the real penalty is being in the hospital with no health insurance. <laughs> so you want to have, you want to be covered. You don't want your house to burn down. But if it does, that's why you have insurance on your own. Great. And I know there are a lot of other types of insurance. And for example, I have uh, a supplemental insurance that I've set up with you. So you can tell the listeners a little bit more about supplemental insurances uh, provides and um, 
what's the why it's so important to take a look at those as well. Oh, great question. Health insurance doesn't pay 100% of the cost. And there are other things that happen to you, particularly if you're self-employed, if you get sick. So, for example, if you're running a business and you have a family, you have a mortgage, rent to pay, you have, you've got to eat, you've got to pay the car note and so on. So if you end up in the hospital, first of all, you have out-of-pocket costs. Now, a lot of those out-of-pocket costs, like deductible and coinsurance maximums and things like that, they call it the out-of-pocket max when you add them both together. By law, they restricted how high they can be. Uh, one of the reasons the old plans before the Affordable Care Act were so low in price, because some people were exposed to $25,000, dollars out of pocket and didn't even realize it. Now you can't be exposed to that kind of risk. With a qualified plan, you, I think the most is around $6,300, $6,400. But even though that, that's a lot of money. Uh, so a supplemental plan might be something like an accident plan, where if you get into an accident and you end up in the hospital, the health insurance, uh, the health insurance company pays you a lump sum, $5,000, $10,000, $2,500. And this money is tax-free. It comes directly to you. And you can use it to pay your out-of-pocket costs. You can also use it to pay for your mortgage or anything else. Another type is uh, cancer insurance. And you say, well, why doesn't my health insurance pay for cancer? Yes, it does. But two-thirds of the cost of cancer actually are out-of-pocket costs. Um, if you're treated, and normally it's caught early and technology is keeping people alive a lot longer, but you might have to travel to get this certain treatment you need. Certain parts of the country specialize in certain types of cancer. Well, your health insurance isn't going to cover transportation costs. Your health insurance isn't going to pay, you know, your car note and so on. So that's another type of supplemental insurance. And of course, of course vision and dental are supplemental insurance. And there are restrictions depending on the states. Um, you can't buy supplemental insurance in Georgia if you have a non-qualified plan. You can only buy it with a qualified plan because otherwise people will try and use the supplemental as health insurance. It's not designed that way. Right. And I know uh, when we had talked about it and we had set it up, it's uh, you know for, for a small business owner or for any business owner, if you're, you know, if you get sick, if you need to go to the hospital, a lot of times taking a, an unplanned, you know, three day absence from your business can have a dramatic impact on everything from not just your personal life, but for your, for your business as well. So, uh, you know, no, no health insurance is going to reimburse you for lost income that you couldn't get back because, uh, you know, you, you're in the hospital for three days, for example. So, um, I know that's also one thing we looked at is just the benefit to a business owner for the fact that they can get, you know, monetary relief if they do get sick. Right. So just like with a business policy, if there's a disaster, if your business burns down, the, you know, the insurance policy comes in and, you know, they, they give you money to get back on your feet. This, this supplemental health insurance is almost in the same way where, you know, they'll, they'll come in and they'll, you, you'll get money for the fact that you got sick and, and you can get back on your feet and, and get your business up and running again. You're absolutely right. So wanted to look at uh, a little bit more of the health insurance from a business standpoint. Okay. And um, so when a business considered, so what is a business considered large enough from a health insurance standpoint that they have to provide group coverage? Well, if you have 50 employees or more, full-time employees or more, you have to provide 
group insurance. If you don't, you pay a penalty. Uh, if you have less than 50 full-time, and usually if you have 50 full-time employees or more, you're aware of this, and that's why you're providing it. Primarily, if you have a larger company, you're providing it for benefits to retain those employees. If you have under 50 full-time employees, you won't pay a penalty if you don't provide it, but at the same time, you'll probably not get the best employees because you're not re- you know, uh, providing that benefit. Uh, the second Uh, I think most important thing for employees is uh, health insurance behind uh, payroll. (laughs) Yeah, definitely is. I mean, everybody, you know, if you talk to any, uh, to a lot of people, and I know uh, for business owners, sometimes it can be hard to step across the line to the other side, uh, manner of speaking. Uh, But for a lot of people, those benefits are very, very important. They need to know, you know, they have a family, they have uh, Mm -hmm. other obligations, you know, they need to know that they can have some kind of coverage in case something happens. You're absolutely right. And but the small business owner options, because they can uh, they can choose to provide a small group plan and that's guaranteed issue and they can do that at any time. But at the same time, depending on the mix of uh, employees, incomes and things like that, it might make more sense for them actually to have their employees go to uh, to the market and get their own individual plans. And there's nothing stopping the employees or the employer from actually helping them to pay for that insurance. It has to be in the form of a bonus. It can't be pre-tax, so there's a little calculation that goes in there. But sometimes if you have a, a business where the majority of the employees might very well get subsidies. That's money coming from the federal government. That's not coming out of your profits. They're going to get probably equivalent and sometimes actually better health care than the, than the group plan. Great. And uh, again, we're talking with uh, Quinn Moses of Health Markets, and we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about health insurance for businesses. Are you thinking about starting a business? Does your business need a loan or investors? Are you ready to grow and succeed? Then you need to call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp at 470-238-9097 for more information or to schedule your free business consultation. And we're back uh, talking with Quinn Moses of Health Markets about health insurance for individuals and for businesses and the difference uh, out there and uh, what people have to consider. So we were talking a little bit more about the fact that employers have to pay, you know, at a certain point, about a certain amount of employees, they have to provide group coverage. Smaller companies obviously don't, but they can, you know, from a strategic perspective, that can be a great uh, tool to retain and attract better employees. So I want to talk to a little bit, a little bit more about, uh, you know, when you're, when, what things should a business consider when they're looking at providing a group, group coverage versus maybe providing a stipend or some kind of benefit toward health insurance um, and letting the employee go out to the individual market or the, the market, you know, the healthcare marketplace to purchase insurance. Uh, good, good point. Well, actually, at Health Markets, we have a tool for small business owners, and we can go in within a few minutes and tell what would make the most sense for them. We can take a look at the number of full-time employees. We can look at their income. 
how we can look, the, the thing we look at in the individual market that we don't look at in the group market is actually household income. The more people you have in your, in your household, the greater subsidy you can get depending upon your income. So we do that evaluation and they can make the determination what makes the most sense because with group, it is pre-tax and the money is being taken out of their paycheck. They don't really have to think about it. But when they're buying individual, it's just like when you buy an individual car on your own, uh, you're paying for it directly and you're getting a, you're getting basically a bonus from your, uh, from your employer to help you pay for that. If you don't pay for it, you don't have any coverage. Right. And um, so obviously businesses have a lot to consider about. And um, when they're looking at how, you know, what they should provide or not provide. And also, uh, and I know from um, the last time, it's been a while since I set up a group policy, but obviously with a group policy, there's a certain amount that the employer has to subsidize for the employee at least. And uh, so obviously a, a, comp- a business owner has to consider that as well. And that way they can, because it's the same percentage subsidy for everybody. Correct. So, um, you know, whereas with, if you're providing a bonus, you can individualize it exactly with the health insurance uh you really can't and then uh obviously there's a whole lot of different programs and and tools businesses have and it's uh in my opinion it's gotten a little bit simpler almost with the affordable care act it it seems like it's not as complicated to navigate through all of the different health insurance plans as as it used to be yeah i mean because we don't have to worry about uh I mean, everything is basically guaranteed issue so nobody really can be declined for a pre-existing condition. It depends on, you know, what your goal is as a business owner. It all depends because you can use, let's say, if you decide to go on in the individual route, you can actually uh, provide greater bonuses to people who you want to retain uh, versus people who haven't been there as long. So you have a lot more flexibility if you're just doing individual plans versus group, because as you said before, you've got to have a certain percentage of participation. You have to pay the same amount, uh, be it, I think the minimum in Georgia is about 50% to everyone. So it's, uh, you really need to sit down with, with an agent that, that can help you with this. And, and in the small group market in a, in Gwinnett County, I mean, most businesses have less than 25 full-time employees. And um, our average one is probably only about eight or 10. So we're not talking about thousands and thousands of employees. We're talking about the typical small business owner. And usually they're too busy running their business to think about all of these details. But it's a really important detail to think about because you want to retain employees and everybody's coming to Atlanta and everybody's looking for good employees. So you really have to be able to compete and make your employees aware that you are providing these benefits. Yeah, and I think it's important from an employer perspective. Um, you know, obviously, it's a great retention tool. Uh, at the same time, employees do look, do look at the benefits and, and um, you know, they don't always just look at their hourly pay. If they if they're deciding between two employers and one's providing a lot more benefits, mm-hmm. uh, because um, you know they want to make sure that they have insurance that their family's taken care of in case something happens. Um, a lot of like like you said, a, a large percentage of the population is in a group plan, 
which means that that's what they're used to. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to make a transition from a bigger employer that provided you to a group plan if you're going to go work for a smaller employer that also provides a group plan versus now that you've left your your job at a large company and going to work for a small company that you have all these extra you know had headaches as they were mm-hmm. uh to go out and find your own health insurance which for a lot of people can be a first that they've never had to do and um you know with uh, the affordable care act adds a whole new layer of uh, i guess some people think it's more complicated but i've i've had the uh the privilege of shopping around for insurance for individual insurance before the affordable care act and uh it was so much more complicated mm-hmm. <laughs> and i guess that's where you also come in i mean that's um that's one of the great things about uh i think for a business owner they're just uh finding the right partners finding the right uh, providers to work with uh, can make uh, your life a lot simpler rather than having to go out and try to research because a lot of the stuff I've tried researching it and you just can't find it unless you unless you work you need to work with an agent because otherwise you're just not getting all the right information. Yeah, but that's a great point because our business model is a face-to-face business model. So whether I'm sitting down with an individual and their family, or I'm sitting down with you know a company with ten or fifteen employees, we're sitting an hour, hour and a half with each one developing a plan for them. Because the whole idea is not to just get health insurance, is to build a wall of protection around you and your family. And it doesn't matter if it's one person or, because each in each uh, employee has a family and they want that family to be taken care of and they need to understand how it works. The average employee in a group plan has no idea of how their health insurance works. They have no idea what's gonna happen to them. Uh, if they get sick or what's going to happen to their family. So that's something we do. And uh, it's, it's very rare to ever see that in, in the group space, which is why we, we really focus on the small group market and not the large group market. Right. And, um, and obviously, um, you know, there's, like I said, there's so many options because especially with the supplemental, you know, and even if you're working on a budget, you know, it can, you know, go with a higher deductible, higher mm-hmm. out of pocket, uh, plan, for example, at a lower rate and then getting supplemental. Uh, so obviously, I think that's something we discussed uh, when we had uh, met just uh, different strategies that that you guys can put together for individuals and for, for business owners and for even their employees to make sure that they're they're covered and that their they're true out-of-pocket expense in, in event of uh, them getting sick or any medical emergency that they face, that they can be covered. Well, you bring up a good point. All high deductible plans aren't the same. So for some people, particularly if you're a, a higher income, health savings accounts can make a lot of sense because it's a high deductible plan where you can actually put money into a savings account and use it to cover your out-of-pocket cost. But just because you have the, a high deductible plan, it doesn't mean it qualifies as a, you know, as, as a health savings account plan. And you would not necessarily know that. And on the other hand, you might not want to get an HSA plan if you can't take advantage of the tax benefits. So the health insurance companies pay us to help you. They're not going to send you to a competitor who might have the same plan at lower cost. By all means, use, a, use an agent. Great. And um so wanted to just uh, talk a little bit more about what business, you know, when a business is considering doing a group plan from a cost standpoint versus doing a, 
bonus to their employees. Obviously, uh, there's differences there from a tax perspective for the business and for the employee mm-hmm. uh, about you know what they can deduct, what's coming out pre-tax, post-tax. There's some calculations there that they have to do. But from a marketplace standpoint uh, for insurance, uh, what's the difference that employees are going to see as far as getting an individual plan now versus getting a group plan? Well, when you go to the marketplace as an individual, you can only buy an individual plan. Uh, you can't buy as an individual a group plan on the marketplace. Now, right. there, yeah, there's something called shop, which small business owners can go there to quote unquote shop for group, but they're usually better off shopping on their own because it's very, very limited and not a lot of businesses have participated in it. There are some tax benefits. You're probably better off shopping for your own individual plan and getting a number of quotes to see how it fits because you've got to look at your budget. You have to look at you know the employees that you have and what you want to provide for them because we come in as your partner, as you were saying earlier, to help you retain your employees and you do that by them understanding what they're actually getting. Uh, Cause there's nothing like, you know, I've had, you know, clients who have said, well, you know, they were working at one who was working at a farm and they were, had a small accident and they're kind of limping around. And I'm like, well, you realize you can get a check for $5,000 if you just go <laughs> to urgent care right now. And they said, Oh, I didn't realize I could do that. And yes, you can. So, no one's there to tell them that's going on. And actually the plan, that particular plan actually would cost less, you know, than a group plan. Right. And um, one last question that I had for you as well. There's obviously if when you're an, uh, an employer considering setting up a group plan, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of uh, larger, um, and I know um, a couple of the payroll companies offer this where, you get put into a larger group plan along with other companies, depending on your, on your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the benefit for some, for, for one of those plans for an employer? Well, it, or, or is there any benefit? I think the more communication you have in business, the better off you are. If you're providing those benefits and your employees aren't aware that you're providing those benefits, which is usually what's happening there, they don't see any value. So if they can see the value, then they understand what you're doing. So you might be spending those dollars, but if nobody's communicating with them, because it's just kind of a, insurance is a simple business. It's the law of large numbers, and that's where they're getting that. But I think the real benefit of growing your company is under is your employees understanding that you care about them and what you're doing for them. And that becomes really, really important. And something as simple as another supplemental as we view it is is life insurance you know because it's different in group and individual and there's and you know where do they have that conversation they often don't have that conversation and something happens and somebody dies and they're like oh they didn't have any life insurance and uh that's a very they can buy it on their own they don't have to do it through the company but to have an agent there they can talk to is a real benefit and value to that employer Great. Well, thank you, Quinn. And um, somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, talk about personal or small group insurance. Uh, what's the best way to contact you? Oh, uh, they can reach me at my uh, uh, phone number, which is 404-492-7942 or quintmoses at healthmarkets.com. 
All right. Thank you very much, Vlad. And thank you, Quentin. This has been Strategic Insights Radio discussing saving yourself and saving your business. For more information about Quentin Moses from Health Markets, you can check out the website he just gave you or the phone number he just provided, 404-492-7942. Or contact Vlad Ruse of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. And he could be reached at 470-238-9097. Or you can visit sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Until next time, this is Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. 